Yes, sir. Love you. Amen. You love the Lord? Say amen. 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 It is good to be back. Always good to be back. Good to see friendly faces and the rest of y'all too. Amen. <laughs> and uh, no, it is always good to be here. And y'all always make us feel at home, and uh, it always, it's, it's just a precious thing for us in our lives. Cannot believe, he's right, it's been 20 years. 20 years, a couple weeks ago, when we actually moved from Columbus to here. Uh, it was the beginning of June of, uh, never mind, 99. Isn't that something? And uh, Caleb is... Uh, wasn't even born yet, and uh, he's over there sitting by the mama now, and uh, of course it's good to have Bethany and, and uh, Connor and our kids with us, but uh, the, the hero of this whole thing is Alicia, amen, amen, couldn't, couldn't do it, could not have done it and could not continue to do it without her, and I'm thankful, thankful for her in a powerful way. And I praise God for, amen. Then it's an honor for me to have my own father uh, on Father's Day in Georgia. How how do we work that out? Good to have uh, my dad and mother and uh, Rebecca, my sister, uh, one of my sisters. Right now it's my best sister because she's here. And uh, so praise the Lord. And uh, now, that, so yesterday we were able to uh, marry off, uh, it was our firstborn, but our second, second child that got married, and uh, praise the Lord, we had to do, we had to do this quick, because it's like five, six weeks ago we married the other one, so my goodness, I don't even know where I'm at, I don't, just point me in the direction, when it's time for me to go home, just say, go that way. And eventually we'll stop and ask for directions or something. My wife will because men don't, so that's all right. Amen. Amen. But it is so good to see all of you here today. And what a precious, precious place this, this is in our hearts. And we love you dearly and thank God for it. Amen. Take out your Bibles, please, and turn with me to Ezra, the book of Ezra. Right now is a dangerous time, and the reason why is I've got about 300 messages on my heart right now, and uh, you never know what, man, it's just like, God, I want to make sure I get the right one. I do believe that the Lord has something that He wants to give us. Every time I get up, preacher, I get up and say, man, I want to make sure that God has, this is God's thing. I want to make sure I'm doing what God wants, and I don't take that lightly especially though being in our sending church. And what a blessing it is to see you, Brother Cofield. Always a blessing. Don't get to see it near enough or probably not like we should. Appreciate you, love you and uh, Sister Connie. And I appreciate them and their ministry. I tell you what, what a, what a testimony. I've been here 500 years now. And uh, man, what a, what a blessing. Uh, but boy, we appreciate the Lord in that. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. And uh, I'll try and skip through some of the stuff. It is 1141. That means nothing. I just wanted you to know what time it was. <laughs> Amen. We will try and get done quick. 
Okay, if anybody has a, a, uh, some kind of, if you just took bacon out of your pocket and laid it on the front row, it, w- it will knock down about a half hour of preaching, I'll tell you that. All right. Amen. The Bible says in Ezra chapter 2, in verse number 1, Now, These are the children of the prophets that went up out of the captivity of those which had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away into Babylon and came again unto Jerusalem and Judah, every one unto his city, which came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mizpar, Bigvi, Reimbana. I just had to read those fast so you wouldn't really have time to correct me. And then it goes on, the number of the men of the people of Israel, and then it lists many different men. You know, there's a saying that uh, we use often, and it is the word, the thought of the devil is in the details. You ever heard that? Using in business a lot has to do with making sure you got all your details taken care of and they say the devil's in the details. But today I want to preach for a few minutes on God is in the details. God was in every detail about them remaking and rebuilding the house of God. And I believe that God is in every detail at Whitfield Baptist Church in Dalton, Georgia, as well as in Gospel Way Baptist Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. God is in the details. Lord, we come before you. I ask God for your leading. I ask for your spirit to fill me. I pray that you would touch my heart. I pray that you would give us liberty this morning. (laughs) But Lord, I pray that you would accomplish your work, your will, that the Word of God would go out with power. And Lord, I pray that we would rejoice in Jesus Christ this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Now as we get into this, and I, my, you know, it's one of those things where I was torn a few different directions, mainly because this is Father's Day, but we're going to talk about fathers for just a moment, but that is not the emphasis on the message today. But uh, we are told in Ezra chapter 1 and verse number 1, the first year of Cyrus king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also into writing. And let me just say though that this had been a long time after Jeremiah had prophesied. This had been a long time after Jeremiah had given the word that God had given to him. But can I tell you something? The word of God is not bound. It does not matter if it had been given in generations past. It does not matter if God spoke it at the beginning. God's word is still true today. And friend, let me tell you something. I still believe in the old time way. And I still believe that God gave it to us in the way that he wanted us to have it. And God has given us the King James Bible. Amen. 
I'm not apologizing for it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not gonna have some intellectual stump me about it. Friend, this thing has always been a faith thing and this is still the word of God. And you better have your faith on something today because everything else is sinking sand. Amen. I'm glad I've got something I can stand on. I'm glad it's something that God has given to the generations that were before me. I'm glad for a father that taught me and founded me in the word of God. I'm thankful for a preacher that still preaches from this precious old book. And I'm glad it's real this morning. Praise God I rejoice in that. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 10. I, by the way, though, I, I hope you understood it. God worked in a heathen king to accomplish his will. Amen. There's still hope, friend. It's not about who's in the White House. We need to get the church in the church house and let God be in God's house and you'll find out everything else will start going a whole lot better. Amen. Bible says, though, in Hebrews 6, number 10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Can I tell you, though, that God is very interested in the details of what is going on in the house of God. Even uh, Paul and Timothy... Paul mentioned to him, he said that thou knowest how you oughtest to behave in the house of God. God has given to us many epistles that were given to the church and how we are to rejoice in the things that God has given to us and how we are to operate in the way that God wants us to, that we might glorify Him, that we might send out and accomplish the great commission all for the glory of God. But we're living in a time today where people are trying to dumb down the gospel of Christ. Thank you, uh, brother, this morning for teaching us about the gospel of Christ. Praise God. It's still the gospel. Somebody say amen. It's still the gospel. I'm thankful that God has given us some good news, friend. I rejoice in that, but we're living in a time where people are trying to bypass. They want to have a good church and they want to do good things and they want to do good works and they want to be noble and they want to have a social atmosphere and they want to accomplish many things. But I want to remind you that these people were already past all of this. I've been uh, uh, doing a series out of the book of Ezra that God's been laying upon my heart. I don't really have the time or uh, probably even the ability to bring you up to speed of where we are in chapter 2. But I am glad that there was a remnant that said, hey, we'll go. Matter of fact, they were challenged there in chapter 1. Look at verse number 2. Thus saith the the king, uh, Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is there among you of all his people? His God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord of God, uh, of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God which is in Jerusalem. And I'm glad that there was a there was a, a remnant that was res- that responded. There was a remnant that said, hey, if I've got a heathen king that's going to challenge me about my faith, bless God, he ain't going to do more than I am. I'm going to do something to build the house of God in Jerusalem. They got out of their places of comfort. 
comfort. They got out of their places where they were in Babylon and they marched to Jerusalem where there was nothing that was awaiting them except for a command, except for a commission to get out there and to build the house of God. But can I share with you something here real quick before, before I try and get into the message here? Look at chapter 3. I like this. Look, if you would, at chapter 3, verse number 1. When the seventh month was come, the children of Israel were in the cities, and the people gathered themselves together as one man to Jerusalem. Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Jozadak, and his brethren, the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and his brethren, and builded the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. I want you to understand something. That's all good. But look at verse number 10. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with the trumpets. This is, this is one thing that really bothers me about this contemporary movement. Everybody wants to build a temple. Everybody wants to make their own kingdom. But the only thing that's going to keep us straight is if you see here in chapter 3 and verse, what, what did we just read there? Chapter 3, the first verse we read there in verse number 3. You better get your altar right. Wonder how many times. Matter of fact, they had been there like two years before they ever started work on the, on the temple. You wonder what the problem is? We're trying to have church without Jesus. We use His name. We talk about everything that the church is about. We talk about all the beautiful workings of the church. We talk about all of the beautiful ornaments of the church. But friend, you better go back to Calvary. You better know that we've got a bloody cross. You better know that He gave Himself as a sacrifice for sinful man. You can't have church without Jesus. Preacher, keep preaching the cross. Keep preaching the cross. Keep preaching the cross. We're in a time. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to know that we've got a bloody religion. They don't want to hear the gospel. They want to hear about love. They want to hear all the things that's going to help you get through the week. Friend, Jesus is the only one that will help you get through the week. Amen. Oh, boy. I knew I was going to get hung up. Let's try and get into the message. Maybe that is the message. You ashamed of Jesus this morning? We ashamed of him. He's going to be ashamed of you. That's Bible. That's Bible. Quit trying to have church without Jesus. I'm not rebuking this church. We love y'all. I know because I know that man. I'm just saying, quit asking for him to change and to become something else. You better keep the altar where it needs to be. Maybe you need to get your altar right before you start trying to get all the things of the church right. Let's get back into this thing and we'll see where the Lord brings us. I tell you this though, chapter 2, all we have is details. All we have is details. You know, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but <clears throat> it's Father's Day, right? Can I just say openly, 
And without, being, without the feeling of being made smaller of this, I hate reading instructions. I just wanted to say it. I just wanted to put it out there. I, you know, you might, you know, make fun of your husband. You might make fun of your dad. I hate reading instructions. Just give me the gist. <laughs> Is this thing going up or going down? I don't know. Now, mind you, yes, I do have to ask for a professional every now and then. But I, I, and it's not that I don't read instructions, but I sure do hate reading instructions. But you're going to find out, friend, that God is in the details. God cares about everything that's going on, every found, every, all the way down to every jot and every tittle that's in the Word of God. God is in the details today. I want, to show, want you to see this here. It starts there in verse number 3. The children of Peros, uh, we're in chapter 2 now, verse number, verse number 3. The children of Peros, 2,172. The children of Shephatiah, 372. The children of Era, 775. And it goes down and it goes on and on and on. Can I tell you though, friend, God cares about your signature and God cares about you and God cares about your name. Every one of these people were somebody. It was not just an all y'all sign. He knew every name. He knew every hair on every head. He knew every person that was represented. He knew everything about them. Now, since we're just here, can I tell you though, the people that are mentioned are fathers. The people that are mentioned here are fathers. Let me tell you something, Daddy. You still count. You still count. You still count. We need you. This nation needs you. This church needs you. That pastor needs you. We need fathers. We need fathers that are unashamed. We need fathers. Let me tell you something, friend. These were men that had led their homes. Oh, I'm not saying that they were perfect. I'm not saying that they had it all figured out. I'm not saying that they did everything that they should to the benefit of their wife and home. But they were men and they did have some things in order. And friend, it doesn't matter. You may say, but preacher, you don't know what I've done and you don't know what I've gone through. Hey, you can can still be the man that God wants you to be and you can start today why don't you start fearing him why don't you start molding a mind why don't you start bringing together a marriage why don't you start working in the lives of your children God help us God help us we do need men that are going to be fathers people we need fathers <coughs> We need men that are going to be fathers going to love God more than they love the hunting ground. We need fathers that are going to love God more than anything else. We're hurrying. <coughs> God cares. Look at verse number two. God cares about your sum. God cares about your sum. You see all of this? Verse number two. 2,172, verse number 4, 372, verse number 5, 775. Every one of these things we have a number all the way down to verse number 34. And then he goes on and he mentions others in a different context. 
tell you, God cares. And God does not just care about you, but God cares about everybody that you represent. And He cares about every little thing that's going on in your life. Are you listening? God cares about your son. God cares about everybody in your home. Thank you, brother. Amen. That man just got an extra reward in heaven. Amen. <laughs> Woo, I needed that. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. God cares about your son. We're going to cut down through this. Look at verse number 35. God cares about your service. Uh, verse number 36, he starts listing people. And he says, the priests. By the way, would you, wouldn't you expect to see them listed there? It's okay to talk. Wouldn't you expect to see them there? Wouldn't you expect to see, well, the priests, of course. Of course. Everybody knows Brother Cofield ought to be mentioned, and he should be. He's the man that God has given you. He's the man of God for Whitfield Baptist Church. He's a man of God for Dalton, Georgia. He's a man of God for Whitfield County. Somebody say amen. It's exactly right. I want you to see this though. We see that the priests are listed. Look at verse number 40. What's the next two words of verse 40? The Levites. I'm gonna, I'm, I hope you're going to get all this because I ain't preaching it. It's already 11.58. I feel noon coming on strong. <laughs> We're probably going to wave at it as it goes by, but we, I feel it. Look at verse 41. What's it say? By the way, aren't you glad for a man of God? Aren't you glad for men that help the man of God? Aren't you glad for those? And by, by the way, choir, y'all did a great job today. Amen. That blessed my heart, blessed my soul. Thank God, verse number 41, for the singers. Yes. I'm hurrying on. Look at verse number 42. It says here, what are they called? The children of the porters. The porters. Matter of fact, can I tell you who, who the porter was? The porter was the doorkeeper. The gate, the, the gatekeeper. They had the charge of various entrances in the temple back at the beginning. Matter of fact, it was not an easy job. But I'm glad for the porters that they had. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Psalm 8410, David said, A day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, are you listening, in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Matter of in fact, take your Bibles and turn to John 10. John chapter 10 very quickly. John chapter 10. I, old David, he said, man, I, I am a king, but I, I'd just as soon be a doorkeeper. I'd just soon uh, be the doorstop, holding it open, allowing people to come in. But you need to know that the porter was a little bit different than that. John chapter 10 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. He that entereth by, uh, in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. 
And the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. I'm glad for the ministry of the porter. And by the way, let me just tell you this. They were the ones that stood out there and said, you can come in, you cannot come in. You ain't right, you're not looking right, you didn't bring the right thing, you can't come in this way. It was a porter's job to stand out there. Matter of fact, I, I tell you where it dawned on me one time. I was walking through the airport. Anybody been through the airport? Lord have mercy. I'm my, my boy this morning on the way to flying out uh, for, for their uh, honeymoon time, he texted me. He said, man, he said, security was horrible. Can I tell you something? That's the porter. It's the porter that does the job, but it's the porter that makes sure that the rules are followed. It's the porter uh, that tells you and defines the, uh, the, the way of entrance or exit to anybody that is in there. Friend, I'm glad we got a Holy Ghost. That's here to teach you. That's here to tell you. That's here to show you the way in which we ought to go. We go, what else? I'm hurrying. Look if you would. Boy, I like this one. Look at verse number 43. What's it say? What's the first two words? I had two and a half people that helped me there. The rest of y'all are scared to death to say the word, ain't you? The nethonyms. Let's say it together. The nethonyms. One more time. The nethonyms. Matter of fact, look, look, look if you would. Verse number 58. Verse 58, same, same scripture. It says there, verse 58, all the nethanims. Look again, verse number 70. So the priests, Levites, some of the people, and the singers, and the porters, and the nethanims. Now, we're all like, well, who are the nethanims? Were they a different people? Were they like the Philistines? Nope. Let me tell you who the nethanims were. I love this. I had no idea what these people were either. <laughs> I'm glad for books. Can I get an Amen. Those were the people, listen, that were set apart to do the menial work of the sanctuary. The small little things. The things, preacher, you know what I'm talking about? The things that go on in church that nobody else knows. The hours that, uh, of somebody that, that'll come in here and vacuum and vacuum and vacuum and vacuum. So we can come in here and enjoy this. Somebody that'll pick it. You want to know what's bad at our church? Kleenexes. They're everywhere. I mean, people leave them everywhere. As in, they're wadded up and left there everywhere. Can I tell you? I'm glad I've got a nethanim that goes around and makes sure. I'm glad I've got a nethanim that makes sure all the songbooks are right. I'm glad I've got a nethanim. I'm glad when VBS comes that I've got nethanims that are going to make Kool-Aid. I'm glad when nethanims, I'm glad for the nethanims that get out there early on a Sunday morning to run a bus for Jesus. Somebody help me right there. I'm glad for nethanims that are going to come early on a Saturday morning and cook breakfast before people go out and share the gospel. I'm glad for nethanims. And you need to know, friend, you can be a nethanim and God sees every little thing. Let, let me say it like this. This is God saying there is no little thing. 
I want you to know they're mentioned in the same chapter as the priests, as the Levites. Come on now, somebody help me. As the Levites, somebody help me. That's exactly right. As the singers. Thank God for Nethanims. Thank God for Nethanims. Thank God for the Nethanims that'll get out here and relieve your pastor from possible heat stroke and run the, run the, 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 the uh, mower around the ground. Are you listening? We need nothingems. You better believe we need nothingems today. This ought to encourage you that, friend, God sees every little thing. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. God will remember every little thing that is done. Even give bottles of water. Hey, you think this is dumb? I'm not mocking it. Oh, I know it's sort of funny, but... Hey, this is real. I'm glad. It would have been, you'd have been very uncomfortable if I'd have had to go back there to the water fountain and get a drink. You'd have been very uncomfortable. We're not done. I'm trying to hurry. Look if you would. Skip down. Look if you would. Oh, my goodness. Matter of fact, can, can, before I get off of these nethanims, I love these. You realize, by the way, the nethanims, they're, they're only mentioned in 16 verses in the entire Bible. All of the references have to, get this now, all of the references have to, uh, are found in either Ezra or Nehemiah. One is the rebuilding of the temple, and one is the rebuilding of the wall. There's only one other time where it's mentioned and it was mentioned in passing in, uh, in Chronicles where again he was talking about the temple. But I find it interesting because in church work, let me tell you what we're going to have because I'm a pastor for 18 years now. I just had our, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary. First, uh, the first Sunday of May is our anniversary. And uh, we just had our 18th anniversary out there to God be the glory. But you're going to find out, you're going to find out that, my goodness, it's going to seem like the church grabs traction and then all of a sudden somebody leaves. And then, man, things are going again and then somebody leaves. And then, man, boy, we labor and we work and we pray and we fast, do all these things. And, man, we see things happen. And then all of a sudden something happens. Can I tell you? You want to know where the nethanims become real visible? It wasn't in the time of the heyday of Solomon's temple. Where they were noticed was in Ezra, where there was just a few, just a remnant. It was in uh, Nehemiah, when there's people out working all day long. Somebody had a trowel in their hand, but somebody had to bring water. Somebody had mud, but somebody had a spear. Somebody, are you listening? You're going to find out that the nethanims become real important when things are down. Are you listening? I want to show you a couple of things will be done here this morning. Look at verse number 55. I love this. What a powerful thought this is. Look at verse number 55. The children of Solomon's servants. Does everybody see that? Ah, I, I wonder. That, that one puzzled me. 
I like, what was a children? You talking about these are the, these are the servants that Solomon had, and his, uh, my goodness, they, they kept they kept records of who was a servant and who their children were. I mean, good grief, how crazy is that? That's not what it is. Matter of fact, take your Bibles with me. First Kings chapter nine. Turn to it very quickly. First Kings chapter nine. First Kings chapter nine, and I want you to look with me at verse. Number 20. 1 Kings chapter 9 and verse number 20. The Bible says, And all the people that were left of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, which were not of the children of Israel, their children that were left after them in the land, whom the children of Israel also were not able to destroy. Upon those did Solomon levy a tribute of bond service unto this day. Those are the people mentioned in Ezra chapter 2 as being the children of Solomon's servant. Can I just tell you though, friend, and I don't know if this might help somebody, I don't know if, this, if I uh, might get someone that might realize this and say amen, but I happen to believe this right here are the people, <laughs> they could have left. Matter of fact, these were people that didn't belong. These were people that were never defeated. These were people, but yet they became and they were incorporated. Can I get a witness right here? Corporated into the people of God. Come on now, somebody help me right there. They were incorporated into the people of God. My goodness, they had been the enemies of Israel. They had been at enmity. They had been foes. They had been. But now these people were there of their own free will. Now these people said, hey, let me die the death of the righteous. Hey, let me be a part of what you have going on there. Praise God. The children. Can I tell you, by the way, though, my goodness, being in bondage to Solomon was better than the freedom of serving false gods and a heathen religion. Whoo, son, can I get, hadn't God been good to you? <laughs> Paul said, I, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I am his bond servant. He said, no different than these people back here that were the sons and the children of Solomon's servants. Paul said, I identify with him and I rejoice in Christ. Not because that I've got a yoke of bondage for I've got him that works with me, but I rejoice because I've been made free from the false religion I'm hurrying almost done look at verse number 59 Ezra chapter 2 verse number 59 the Bible says here the, uh, and these were they which went up from Tel Milot now listen carefully Tel Harsacherib Adon Emmer but they could not show their father's house 
and their seed, whether they were of Israel. The children of Delaiah, the children of Tobiah, the children of Nakoda, 650 and 2. And of the children of the priests, the children of Habeah, children of Kaz, the children of Barzillai, which took a wife of the daughters of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and was called after their name. These sought their register among those who were reckoned by genealogy, but they were not found. Therefore were they as polluted put from the priesthood, and the Tershatha said unto them that they should not eat of the most holy things till there stood up a priest with Urim and with Thummim. I'm going to give them to you. You ready? Maybe we'll end it on this one. These were the people that were polluted. The word pollute, it means to soil, to desecrate, to defile, to stain. You say, well, preacher, what's the difference? They could not partake of the sweet sustenance of the priesthood. They couldn't do it anymore. Matter of fact, let me say it like this. These people, they had left their places in Babylon. They had walked through the same deserts. They had experienced the same fears. They had done the same work. I just want you to know though, not one of them left. The day came. There had to be a reckoning. Is everybody all right? There had to be a reckoning. And they came out and said, boys, I love you. This is not the fun part of the priest, is it? Boys, I love you, but you can't serve no more. You can't serve no more. You can't do that anymore. You have to go out. By the way, let me just tell you, there's all kinds of parts of pastoring that none of us want. I'm just, I wanted to throw that in there. Not one of them left. Not one of them left. You want to know what they did? Well, tell me where you want me. We're still going to serve. We're still going to be here. I ain't leaving now. I've been through too much to get where I'm at. I ain't leaving now. Not only that. They still strengthened. This is hard for me. I wonder, Brother Gregory, what it was like that first time where they had to sit down and they had to ag them on. I'd like to be there with you. But boys, you keep serving the Lord. I'm going to strengthen your hands in the work of God. I ain't standing. I'm with you in this thing. And they did everything that they could to encourage, to help. I got, do you think they could have left a hole? Do you think they could have went and said, well, if you don't need us, we'll just go back to Babylon? You think they could have said, well, <laughs> you think that those people that are serving are better than I am? 
But they did not allow any of their pride. They didn't allow any of their piety. They didn't allow anything to get between them and what God had called them to do. And they said, bless God, it doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter what. You tell me what you want me to do. I'm a part. I'm here. I'm worshiping. Ain't nobody going to stop me from that. Friend, that's what we need today. Our people are going to say, bless God. I ain't stopping now. We're in this thing to the end. You can have it all. You can have it all. You just tell me where you want me to be. Friend, we need those kind of spirits. The problem comes at the beginning though. When you get an old-fashioned church, that's the kind of stuff that they'll preach. But you better make sure your altar's in the right place. And you need to understand, friend, it's still all about Jesus. It's not about all that you do for Whitfield Baptist Church. I'm preaching like an evangelist now. <laughs> what does that say? They say, blow in, blow up, and blow out. It's, I'm preaching like an evangelist now. Not all. You, you're not the one that makes this thing tick. I'm not even, I don't even think there is a problem. As far as I know, y'all are perfect. But are you listening? Are you listening? Better hear what the Spirit's saying to somebody. I'll, I'm only hesitating right here because I feel it. <laughs> and it makes me feel real good. It don't bother me. I like it when it's right on that edge. Not because, because I feel that the Lord's trying to tell somebody something. It ain't you, friend. It's still Him. It's always been Him. It will always be Him. It's never us. You understand, by the way, this right here is the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. While I'm here, I want to say thank you for being faithful. It, it blesses my heart to see some of you here that was here 20 years ago. What an encouragement that is to me. Thank you, Brother Kitchens. Thank you for being here. I remember when she was just getting out of the youth group. Hadn't God been good? That boy right there, still loving God. Whew. I think about you often, Andrew. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you, Miss Connie. We're sticking it out with that guy. Bald head and all. Thank you for still leading singing, Brother Randy. Woo! Thank you, Chris, for hanging in there. Back when I was, back when I was here, there was an iffy time. There may have been since. Don't know, don't care. You're still here. I said you're still here. You're still here. Thank you, Harris. Y'all have been more of a help and encouragement to us out yonder than most people would ever realize. Thank you for staying. You'll realize 
You don't need me out there. I need you over here. Thank you, Dad, for being what I need. Loving the Word. You don't even know it. We talk at 5.30 every Sunday morning. Talk about the Bible. Talk about what he's getting ready to teach in Sunday school. His, his Sunday school class is bigger than my church. That's no joke. God's blessed that Sunday school class. Great Bible teacher. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, preacher. Had a lot of time on the phone and not near as much as we should have. And probably not near as much as what I think. But you've always been there when I needed you. And those were the times that meant a lot to me. Let me tell you something. God is in the details. All the way down to my salvation. I'm glad he's in the details. Matter of fact, Dean was just with us. He went through that whole thing. It's not about how you got saved. It's not about when you got saved. It's not about what saved you. It's about who. <laughs> it's about who. It's all about him. With every head bowed and every eye closed today, the musicians would come. Won't you obey the Lord? If you're here today, you don't know Christ as your Savior. You can be saved today. Would you do that? Maybe God spoke to your heart about something else. I want you to obey the Lord this morning. This altar, I'm pretty sure they're still using it like they did back when we were here. Why don't you come? Preacher, you come. Lord, we do love you. Thank you, God, for your goodness to us. Thank you for this place that's so precious. God, I pray. For your hand of blessing on Whitfield. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Cofield. Pray that you bless him and Sister Connie. Thank you, Lord, for my family. Thank you for Alicia. Thank you, Lord, for them being here today. Thank you for my father being here. Lord, I want to thank you, God, for you coming and you helping us this morning. In Jesus' name.